Hey, good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to the show for this week. We're talking about a win, a win Friday night in Ottawa over the Ottawa Red Blacks. 30-12 was the final score as the Elks defeated the Red Blacks for their third win of the season to go to 3-7 and seven on the year, four points back of Saskatchewan for what is right now, via the crossover, the final playoff spot in the Canadian Football League. A game that was going south for the Elks early on. They made some mistakes, took some bad penalties. They turned uh, an Ottawa field goal into a touchdown with a penalty and ended up at one point trailing the game 12-3 in the third quarter of play. It was not looking good at that point, but that is exactly the point that the offense got rolling. For the third time, can he get there? He's going to run to the right side. This time he's in. And they're up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Elks. First touchdown of the game for Edmonton. And they draw a little bit closer. Kyle Loxley denied twice. Finds his way into the end zone for the touchdown. Oh, she starts. Cornelius takes the snap. Sets up and throws. And to the four. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Elks. And up, Edmonton. Kenny Lawler's got another one, and the Elks have taken the lead. Second and goal from the two-yard line now. Cornelius with turn. He'll give it to Leitre, and does he get in? Yes! And up, Edmonton. Leitre has his first touchdown in green and gold, and the Elks increase their lead here in Ottawa. Taylor Cornelius takes the snap, releases to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown, Elks. And Darrell Walker has his first touchdown since oh. September 20th. 2019 when he was a member of the Toronto Argonauts. That's got to feel good for oh, number he's eight, seven. pumping his fist. He threw the football way up in the air and has been pumping his fist a couple of times. Darrell Walker, welcome back to the end zone. The Elks victorious on the road again, 30-12. to They beat the Ottawa Red Blacks and will go home looking for that first home win in a long time against these very same Red Blacks one week from Saturday night. Saturday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. It'll be a 5 o'clock start for the game, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chet, as these two teams play the second half of a home-and-home home set. A pretty dominating performance by the Elks, especially in the second half, and I know there's a lot of it was only Ottawa out there, but the Elks did what you have to do against a poor team. You have to manhandle them. You have to win uh, win by a lot and win with control, and they did that. Uh, four touchdowns in the game, one late in the first half that got the ball rolling, then three touchdowns in the second half on three straight possessions. Uh, the last of the touchdowns was scored by Darrell Walker, and as noted in that highlight pack, his first in a long time. He talked about it with Dave and I postgame on Friday. Oh, man, it was an amazing feeling, man. I'm just happy I was able to get in the end zone for the team and put up a, a very viable touchdown at the point in the game, and I'm just thankful, man. Like you said, it's been a while, but, hey, man, we've been keeping the ball rolling and trying to figure it out week by week, and tonight was the night, and I'm just thankful. Maybe throw out uh, last week's game, but uh, the last three or four games, you're starting to put up some numbers and looking like the old 8-7. Yeah, it's coming together, man. We're getting the offense rolling, and we're just going to get better week by week. We just got to continue to keep capitalizing on every opportunity that comes our way and uh, just making the most of it. Big win. Oh, yeah, very big win, man. We're, we're, we're ecstatic about it, and 
go have fun tonight and get back ready to work in the next few days and take them on again. Speak about the chemistry that you have been working with or working on with Taylor Cornelius. He spoke about it as well. Um, I know it it, 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 ha- it wasn't there in the beginning. It's been developing, and it's still developing, but it seems like it's getting better. But the, give me your firsthand account on the chemistry with uh, with 15. Right. It's, it's coming better. It's getting better week by week. He's getting more comfortable back there. And, and he's been playing very well, man. So I'm just happy I can make that catch for him and put our team in a good position. And, you know, we just continue to, to stack the weeks up and continue to, to pour into him and continue to watch his growth and allow him to go out there and play his best game week in and week out. And we just want to make sure we put him in the best position as far as receivers and catching everything that comes our way. You know, you've played in Stephen McAdoo's offense a lot. That second half, was that not vintage Stephen McAdoo play calling with execution? Oh, without a doubt, man. He's going to call it. You just got to go out there and, and execute to the best of our abilities, regardless of whatever the defense is doing. If, we, if they're in the perfect defense to stop the play, then that's when we just go and do what we do, make contested catches in, and stay on the field and drive down and put up points like we did tonight. Back to your chemistry with, with Taylor Cornelius. You had a couple big ones that just, well, maybe a, a yard short and then inches short of connecting. Oh, yeah, man. If we, you know, when we get them connected, it's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of teams that's in trouble. But I'm just happy that we took the shots tonight. And, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't come up with the big play. But next week, you know, uh, it could be totally opposite. So just looking forward. Get back to, this weekend, we're gonna get back to it, get back to work, and figure it out for next week. First touchdown in almost three calendar years for Darrell Walker. He's been working hard to get there this year. Finally got into the end zone. Uh, it was an important touchdown for him. It was one that really sealed the deal for the Elks in Ottawa on Friday night. Uh, they won it by a count of 30-12. to 12. Uh, We talked about, uh, we heard the, the, the pack of all those touchdowns being scored. One of them was scored by this man who joins us now. Ante Milanovic Litre uh, is on the phone with us here on the Elks this week. Uh, Ante, thanks for your time, man. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, your first touchdown in green and gold on Friday night. How did it feel? Uh, it, felt, it was a great feeling. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, was, uh, it was an interesting game because you guys had that kind of slow start and then you really revved up offensively late in the first half and into the second, into the second half of the football game. Tell me about how you kind of crescendoed in the game. Well, I think that the way the first half was going, there was a couple of misfires every now and then. Um, I think that what we did in the first half really built into the second half. I know we, all the fireworks are going off in the second half, but I do believe that uh, some mistakes had to be made in order for us to come out like we did. Uh, we made great adjustments, and, and uh, it was just really nice to be uh, to get that offense kind of being who we're destined to be, really. We hear so much talk about adjustments, and it was pretty obvious you guys made some in, at halftime because of the way you played in the second half. Uh, kind of take me through what happened at halftime. How do those adjustments come into place? Uh, walk me through that uh, 12 to 15 minutes or so you guys are in the dressing room at halftime in Ottawa. Well, that's, uh, if you ever been in a, in a CFL locker room at halftime, it's just... Uh, you see coaches flying around. You see drawings getting getting pulled up and stuff. Uh, basically, my my own personal experience uh, from that night was uh, our coach, uh, our running back coach, came up to the to the three of us, Malik Tanner and, and myself, uh, brought up the the plays that we we were liking for the second half, some of the things that we're going to get to, uh, 
and it's just more like to kind of prime us to to anticipate what could be called in the when we go hit the field again but you never really know until you line up and see what the defense lines up in and uh, I think going no huddle was was a great addition was it a tough week for you guys, you put so much emphasis on that, that that Saskatchewan game, knowing how important it was in the standings, and your coach called it a playoff game and said we had to have a playoff atmosphere. You go out and you lose that game. Then you got to bounce back and, and still keep it going the next week, and, and you did a really good job at it in Ottawa. Was that a tough game to prepare for, and it was tough to kind of wipe the slate clean from the Saskatchewan game? I think every game is, is tough to prepare for. There, there's not a bad team in the CFL. Um, yeah, we put a lot of weight into Saskatchewan, but that's kind of, that kind of effort. And, and, um, we, we take all our games with that same approach. Uh, you know, this week we're, we're going in with last week behind us, right? At zero, the, when that kick, when that ball gets kicked off, it's going to be zero, zero. And there are, you can already see from Ottawa, they're making moves, they're trying to find a, a winning formula themselves, so we got to be prepared. That it's back to work again all, all together, and every week, it's about. There's nothing more important than winning. Uh, all our effort gets geared towards winning. The hours we spend in the film room, on the practice field, in the weight room, that's all geared towards winning, and nothing, nothing less. I want to ask you, how much fun was that second half, the way you guys played? I, I was just looking at the uh, at the drives you had. A seven-play, 69-yard drive that took 352 off the board. A 10-play, 75-yard drive that took 526 off the board. And then an amazing 15 plays, 80 yards, 8 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, uh, it's, there's lots of talk about the defense being on the field and getting tired, but I don't think offenses get tired, do they, when they're on the field and, and moving the ball like that? It's mostly just a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, I I can't speak for other teams, but I know the Edmonton Elks offense are that we don't get tired ever. <laughs> we could be running marathons, we won't get tired. No, that and uh all jokes aside, I think that fifteen play drive, like that that was a very special drive. I mean, I don't know in in the CFL game I, I don't know how often the you know, you can see double digit play number drives. A 15-play drive—that's pretty. That's pretty remarkable, and uh, I'm proud of the offense for being able to stay on the field that long. The circumstance, the circumstances that went into that drive too—it was just. Uh, it felt like a lot of things going right. How much confidence do you get from that? Uh, not only the the number of plays, but the the length of the drives too. You started on your own side of center field, deep on that one drive because it was 80 yards. So, how much confidence can you guys take from that? I think it. Uh, it Lots of confidence is to be built on. Uh, it's any time that, you know, you kind of come in with a plan and it works, and that builds confidence. And it build, builds confidence within your players and your teammates around you. So it, it becomes quite dangerous for uh, for the opposition the more confidence we build and, you know, the, the more reassurance that, you know, that our hard work is paying off. So I think that... It's it's important to have drives like that. Um, we've been having drives like that as well, except we haven't been finishing them off with touchdowns. So to make that, I think, tweaking those finer 
details when we get when as we draw near and near to the red zone i think that was a big improvement from perhaps weeks past into this last game was that yes we were able to find the end zone and finish not with a field goal but with six points plus a pat you mentioned the 80 yard drive for 15 plays uh the end of that drive the touchdown went to Darrell walker his first in a long time were, were guys aware of that on the field? I know he celebrated because it's been a long time since he's been in the end zone. He looked very relieved about it. Were you guys on the field uh, kind of aware of what was going on with Darrell? I think, well, it, it came as a surprise to a lot of us because everybody knows how talented and how great of a player he is. So I, I think that when the stat was revealed later on, it was kind of surprising. Um, it's just, I know D-Walk, he's, uh, there's no more deserving player than him. Uh, and I think we're all just really, regardless of the of the streak he snapped, I think everybody was elated and excited for him, no matter what, because you know he he deserved that touchdown, and and he's been such a big part of this organization for so long. Everybody's got a smile when when D Walk is scoring. Elks running back Ante Milanovic Litre joining us uh, here on the Elks this week on 6:30. Ched, uh, uh, Ante, your last two games, uh, 22 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown, three receptions for 15 yards uh, in the last two games. How are you enjoying uh, the role you've had? Uh, James Wilder Jr. is out, and he's been out for uh, a long time now, and it looks like he could be out even longer. Uh, how have you enjoyed the role that you've been kind of thrust into, uh, getting more touches on the football? Yeah, I mean, this is being part of a, a pro organization. You have to be as ready for as little or as much as the team asks of you. Um, you know, as much as the team wants to throw at me, I'll, I'll accept and I'll put my best foot forward and the greatest effort I could I could extract out of myself. But will go into that role that they they asked me to. So I, I think that um, even when James is in the picture, we miss James. James is a huge part of this organization. He do, does so much in the community. and We're all James Wilder fans, too. So, I mean, even when, when James is in, though I, I take just as much pride in that role that I had at that time with the team as I do right now. Uh, when you know you're... Do you change anything during the week when you know you're going to get more touches in a game because of an injury situation? Has uh, uh, the last few weeks in practice been different from you other than and then getting more reps on the first team uh no no the the approach remains the same and that's i I, you must be uh bored of hearing the same answers probably from a lot of guys but you have to you have to come in every week and i i'd say the same thing to the young guys uh that i coach or mentor or people young young guys listening that looking for advice you have to prepare like you are the starter and i think there's some old um there's some old quotes or um, subtle lessons being taught, like you got to dress for the position that you want to have. And that's kind of the same thing that you, that goes into football is you practice as if you have the position that you want or the role you want. So the the preparation doesn't change. It's a, literally as it's about a coach is asking you to do something and fulfilling it and going beyond expectations. So I, I got high expectations on myself, and I try to surpass those. Yeah, the old saying is you're, you're one play away from being in the game or you're one play away from being one play away from being into the game. And, and you never know when that opportunity is going to come. And if you're not ready for it, you're, you might not get the next opportunity, right? So you got to make sure that you're ready to go when the, when the chance comes. Exactly. Um, I've, I've had some good practice of that in uh, – 
I, that's basically been the story of, of my own career, really. There's been, you know, um, even with uh, when Tanner went, when Tanner got hurt in, in Hamilton, you know, that was me stepping into the game at fullback. And, you know, that's always something that you have to be ready for. Like coaches ask you to be ready for. That might not mean you, you'll get reps in practice, but, you know, you take your mental reps at the end of the day when you review practice film and you go through the plays and stuff. So I, I've been cast into that position where you're, the team is asking you to do something that you might not have practiced, but it's on us as all, all of us as pros to be ready. And, you know, Danny did a good job this week when he jumped in for Manny and, and you see that you see that quite often in with among the receivers and throughout the CFL really, but and sometimes it's a little bit more hidden, but you know, it's, it's really difficult to have, uh, you know, to ask your players to learn multiple positions, but we got lots of guys like that on our team. You're working in the backfield with Malik Irons. Um, uh, this team, the last two games has run the ball more than it's passed the ball with Taylor Cornelius starting to take off a little bit more than we've seen in, in games past. Uh, Obviously, you, you guys enjoy that because you get to do what you do best more often. But talk to me about how that changes the offense when the defense doesn't know uh, or has to be ready for both the run and the pass game. How much does that change what you guys are able to do? It just certainly adds to what we are we are able to do, and it gives us more options. That's, that's the most exciting part. Uh, I think we all enjoy watching Taylor take off and then even myself or – Anybody really doesn't matter which running backs in, whether it's Malik or myself. It's it's fun watching the ball get run because our O line is doing a phenomenal job of of display. You could there's so many plays you could pull up throughout the year really of our offensive line literally displacing defensive lines like back five yards behind the line of scrimmage. They're, they're doing a fantastic job in the run game, and then uh, when teams start dropping nine, Taylor starts taking off. And uh, he's making some incredible plays with his legs. So it's it's just exciting how much we could do. You know, there's, it's not like we're single-dimensioned and none of the players are single-dimensioned. Our receivers, they catch the ball. <laughs> if you, it doesn't matter which one catches it. They're lowering their shoulder and, and they're trying to punish guys as they, as they move up the field. And so I, I'd say, like, it's just really that this might be an offensive what else can we do? Yeah, you really seem to be rounding into form, and, and everybody's looking forward to seeing what happens next. you got the rematch with Ottawa coming up. Do you like back-to-back games, and what's the carryover from one game to the other? But back-to-back games, they uh, I think they do have their place. It's challenging. Like Going eight quarters back-to-back with somebody is, is, quite, is quite challenging. Uh, you know, it depends. It's it's so much is predicated on how much, how do you approach your first game? Cause it's a real chess match. Um, and he, it doesn't, a lot of times like the team will go into a game and we're saving plays for the second half or trying to anticipate their defensive adjustments to what we showed them in the first half. So I love the chess aspect of it. I think it's cognitively, it's uh it's quite stimulating to, to have these back to back games. Uh, it, it's like the, Again, just going intellectually into the, the, that component of the game, it gets really enthral- uh, exciting to see how it could be tossed up. So I, I'm really looking forward to a back-to-back challenge. Uh, you know, 
we had Ottawa off a short week and them coming off a bye week and we had Eastern travel. So it'll be really exciting to see what, you know, what, the, what this game has in store for us because Ottawa is going to make adjustments and, you know, we're, we got to build off of the things that we did successfully last time. And we also have to anticipate what they're going to do to counteract that. Indeed. Looking forward to it. Then we got another back-to-back after that, but that's to talk about from uh, on another day. Ante Milanovic, Litre, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on and uh, looking forward to uh, this week. All right. Great stuff. We'll see you at the park tomorrow. That is uh, running back uh, Ante Milanovic, Litre of the Elks. More of the Elks this week when we come back. Hey, a couple things to uh, bring you up to date on before we leave you tonight. It was announced today that the Elks uh, annual dinner will take place on September the 26th, but it's been uh, re-envisioned is the phrase. Looks like it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be on the turf on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. September the 26th, uh, guests of honour will be the men from the Wall of Honor from uh, last week, uh, Jim Germany, Ed Jones, and Joe Holloman. You can get more information on that at GoElks.com. The other thing we'll remind you of, of course, is the Elks and the Ottawa Red Blacks here Saturday night, 5 o'clock. Start ticket information uh, through Ticketmaster or at GoElks.com. We'll have it for you here on 630 Chad as well, the voice of the Edmonton Elks. It'll be a 3.30 countdown to kickoff, 5 o'clock for the kickoff, game two between the Elks and the Red Blacks. Our thanks to Ante Milanovic-Litre for talking with us tonight. Also thanks to Kellen Kennedy our studio producer for the show tonight. My name's Morley Scott. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning on 630 Ched Mornings with Chelsea and Daryl. Have a great night, everybody.